The downgrade of the U.S. government's credit rating was certainly a huge event. And now consumers are wondering how exactly that news will affect their wallets. With a look, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Roy. We're joined by Greg McBride, Senior Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com. So, Greg, what do you think? Are borrowing costs in general going to go up in the short to medium term? No, because the weak economy is what's predominating. The weak economy is keeping a lid on interest rates. Now, something like the downgrade of the United States credit and the subsequent downgrades to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, ultimately, we're all going to pay higher interest rates as a result of that. It's just not going to happen right away because what's front and center is the weak economy. The downgrade has been relegated to the backseat. Car loan rates were already headed up a bit, right? Now, well, they moved down very sharply in the first half of the year. They've been bouncing around a little bit since about mid-June, but I hesitate to call that a trend. They, they haven't really moved up relative to the very sharp decline that they've posted in the first half of the year. And again, with the prevailing weak economy, with the Federal Reserve announcing on August 9th that they're going to keep it short-term interest rates unchanged for the next two years, I don't see much in the way of change on auto loans, which is good news, particularly for creditworthy borrowers. We see a lot of rates in the 3% neighborhood for new car loans, 4% for used car loans. And for those that have good credit, those rates are going to be around a while. Riskier borrowers may end up paying higher rates as a consequence of the downgrade. But for creditworthy consumers, I think the good news is rates are going to be low for quite some time to come. The Federal Reserve's announcement on holding down rates for two years, was that significant? Or do you think rates are going to be held down by the economy anyway? It was a risky move to come out and pledge that because it really paints them into a corner. The Federal Reserve, they have essentially two masters to serve. They've got what's called a dual mandate. They have to govern the policy such to maximize employment and minimize inflation or assure price stability. And what they've basically done is saying, well, we're going to kick price stability to the back seat and really focus on full employment. And to do that, we're going to keep interest rates unchanged until the middle of 2013. And now, look, a few months ago, when gasoline was at $4 a gallon, there was a lot of rightful concern about inflation. But now the gas is all the way down to 360 a gallon. The Fed is kicking inflation worries into the back seat and keeping it there for two years. So it's a risky move on their part. Let's talk about credit cards. There are some new protections in place, but... Uh, Do you think credit card rates have some room to move up at this point? For riskier borrowers, yes. And that's the consequence of the downgrade. And particularly if the economy does get weaker, that's where credit is going to tighten. Credit card issuers, they lend on an unsecured basis. So they're not jumping up and down to take on risk. The business that they want to bring in are creditworthy consumers that have little or no risk of default. So consumers that have trouble paying their bills on time, that either have delinquencies or go delinquent or start to show a deteriorating credit profile, they will be subject to higher rates. What the Federal Reserve has done is basically remove themselves as a catalyst for higher credit card rates over the next two years. But again, those consumers that make late payments, they would still be subject to higher rates. On the mortgage front, is it difficult to refinance now since many folks have no equity or are even upside down on their mortgages? It is difficult, but it's not impossible. There is a government program. It's known as HARP. That's Home Affordable Refinancing Program. And this is really like the Rodney Dangerfield of government housing programs because it just hasn't gotten the respect and attention that it deserves. Everybody's been focused on mortgage modifications rather than facilitating refinancing for homeowners that have little or nothing in the way of equity or are upside down. But it's not a slam dunk. That lack of equity has been a problem. 
the presence of second liens, even private mortgage insurance, those have been barriers in the past, but it's not impossible. So even somebody who says, oh, I owe more than my home is worth, refinancing may still be a possibility. And this is something that it's in the national interest to facilitate this. I would expect changes to improve that process and improve that program over time, aided by the fact that short-term interest rates aren't going to go anywhere for a while. Any other final words of advice for consumers who are concerned about interest rates? The recent events, I think, really underscore the fundamentals. The fundamentals are pay down your debt, particularly costly variable rate debt like credit cards, refinance and lock in low fixed rates if you have the opportunity to do so, and make sure that you have an adequate savings cushion. That's really how you're going to best weather whatever the economy throws at us. Greg McBride, Senior Financial Analyst at Bankrate.com. Thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. And I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. Thanks for spending some time with us. Anytime you want to learn more about our guests or topics, just log on to TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks of Chicago. Internet services provided by Pair.com. Now, on behalf of Chris Whitting, Taryn McCall, our executive producer Randy Meyer, and the entire InfoTrack team, I'm Roy Mackey. We'll catch you next time on InfoTrack. <laughs>